This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression Apparel gives the user more energy, greater endurance, and enhanced performance during activities. For a discount at CEP, use the following code online, local legends in running. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast, where you hear the stories of local legends in the Australian running community that you've simply always wanted to hear. Today, Season 2, Episode 5, I interview Brisbane and Ipswich runner Jude Thomas. Jude is only 21 this year and has already achieved feats as prestigious as holding the Australian Park Run record at 14.02 and still the holder of the under 23,000 metre record of 7.52. Jude currently trains with the likes of Brisbane Elite Runners, Jack Bruce, Callum Davies and Ryan Gregson and is a sponsored athlete by the prominent brand Puma. So tune in to hear of Jude's story, his current training and exciting future that lies ahead. Yes, welcome, Jude. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. Great, the audio is on immediately. Welcome officially to the Local Legends in Running podcast. Thank you, thanks for having me. I've seen plenty of my mates on here, so keen to be a part of it. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of requests to get you on here in the last month or so. And Clay Dawson's a, a close mate of yours from episode two. Yeah, yeah, I run with Clay. He's part of the the weekly lineup. I run with him very regularly. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, it's Saturday, the 4th of March, 12.40pm. So where are you sitting right now, Jude? Set the scene for us. Uh, I'm just at home. I went to training this morning um, in Ipswich, did some hills and went to a cafe after park run. And then I've come home and I'm um, just relaxing until the summer. Yeah. Now, do you live in Ipswich? Yeah. Yes, I live in Ipswich. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Hey, Jude, you know, the last few years for you have been a, a quite a a prominent um, rise in your running. I think it was last year. Was that the Australian park run record you'd broken at Kedron? Yeah. Yeah. That I think, uh, I think it was last year, maybe the year before in June or July. Yeah. Out at Kedron. It was a good day. Good day for it. Yeah. 
And then the under 23K record too, beating none other than Ryan Gregson's uh, 2009 record a few years ago too. So though, I guess those two runs were quite uh, well-renowned within the Brisbane, Queensland, Australia areas at the time and certainly put you on the map in the last few years. Yeah, I'd say so. And it's pretty special because I still get to run with Ryan um, every week at training. So yeah, he's a great guy to have around. And mate, I was at that actual, that uh, Kedron run that you did, that 1402, I think it was at the time, yeah. out, out the front with the bike in front of you. How, how was that experience specifically at the park run? Uh, it was pretty good. The guy on the bike, I didn't like organize that or anything. He was just a pedestrian going for a ride. He was there for the first, on the way out at Kedron, it's just an out and back course. So uh, he was just there for the first bit. He did put some distance on me, but it was helpful having um <laughs> I didn't think I'd get the record, to be honest with you. I thought I was on for like around 14, 20, 14, 15, um, but it just happened. I don't know. Yeah, it was just, it was a fun day. And what was, was the record originally... prior to that? What time did you beat to actually get it? Uh, I'm not, I'm not actually too sure. I I think it might've been like 14, 10 around about, but there was the Queensland, unofficial like Queensland record of like 14, 20. So I was just like, I wasn't like trying to get a record or anything. I just went for a hit out and it, you know, just happened. So yeah, it was pretty good. Hey, more recently you've been involved in the Adelaide Invitational 5k and you picked up a first place there, I believe if I'm correct yeah. in saying 1348, but that was just off your PB, but a very close race. I've seen the results to uh, Callum Davies and Jack Bruce, fellow Queenslanders were down there in Adelaide. Yeah, it was good because we're all training partners, so we see each other all the time. Um, and, yeah, it was good. Like last year I did Adelaide and I got seventh or eighth uh, in just quicker, like 13.45. The race was, had a lot of, like, some top guys in it, really. Um, not as many did it this year, but uh, yeah. it was still it was a very, very different race um, compared to last year. It was a lot more tactical. It was, a bit, it was quite windy. Um, but, yeah, it was good to see, like, all three of us get up there um bit of queensland like dominance in that on like the domestic level yeah yeah that was absolutely stacked last year why why was that the case why why was it so uh filled with superstars last year compared to this time around um i'm not i don't i don't even know because i remember seeing the entry list for last year and i was surprised i even made it in to the field and i honestly <laughs> never like i only just considered doing adelaide maybe a month before when i got invited to they they invited me to do it and i was like okay yeah i saw the list and it was just stacked and got an opportunity to run there and i think i ran all right but i was like i think it was my second race of the season or something so i hadn't not everything had fallen into place just yet so but yeah i was happy with it last year but yeah this year i think every year it changes like you'll have different races that are just really yeah, really yeah. heavy in field just because different interests or different stages in people's seasons and and fitness but yeah this year well last year sorry it was adelaide yeah i feel like it was one in about 13 30 last year is that correct and who was it yeah like yeah like mid 13 30s i think i think three people or four people broke 13 40 yeah 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 well a win's a win mate uh 13 48 and uh it must have been good to be uh, at the front there. And then there's John Landy Mile. I've actually struggled to find any results for the John Landy Mile online. So how did you fare there? I did see Ollie Hoare and Matty Ramsden in that one. Yeah, that was probably the most elite race I've ever been in. 
Um, so, and I've, I've done a mile before that. I did one in New Zealand maybe two months ago or a month and a half ago. I ran 358 over in New Zealand, but it was very, very different because there's only really like three or four guys who were really pushing the the time. Um, but in this John Landy mile, there was a lot more. Um, and that's the start of the mile is very different to the 1500. You start right before the bend. So it's just a crunch straight onto the bend. <laughs> the front. So, and I just didn't get it out well. Um, I'm very happy with my run though. Like any sort of progression, uh, like it was a two second PB almost. So like, I'm really happy with just progression like that at my age, just keeping the ball rolling. Yeah, this is where I was confused. I've seen 356.87 on World Athletics as your PB for the mile and then 358.29 on the results for the actual John Landy mile. Yeah, the 358 was from uh, Wanganui, New Zealand and the 356 was from John Landy. Yeah, yeah, it's a ripping time. So where where roughly would that have you featured all time? in the mile for Australia, would it be anywhere, you know, near say top 30? I'm not sure. I think someone was telling me after, I think I was around like 40th or 30, 35th um, in the mile, like for Australia, like of all time. Um, obviously like that list, some of the guys up the top are like immortalized in the sport. So I'm really happy to just be, you know, on the list like as a sub four minute miler in the first place, that's like, it sort of didn't really hit me because I remember seeing like that barrier and just wanting to be a part of it for like when I was like 15, 16. And it was pretty cool to be able to like see it in writing. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a massive barrier. And we got to remind ourselves that someone like Ollie Hall won in a 352. So in terms of proximity to you, you know, a fair distance ahead, but under four minutes that must have been a great achievement for you to to go through yeah yeah it was it was good fun um it was also good because there were some other young guys in the race that ran really well and Callum ran really well even though he's he was struggling with a bit of sickness that week but he still managed to run 355 so um the props to him on that was pretty impressive but yeah it's good just being a part of these big level meets and good to see it in Australia like you see guys like Ollie and Stewie and those top like men and women they in order to run like world qualifiers and stuff they always have to travel halfway around the world to get it but having like a man a meet like Murray plant where you can score so many points and run really fast times is it's pretty helpful for the guys who can't make it that far around the world to run in the big races yeah and just tell us about for those who don't know john landy himself a bit of background about him as a runner do you know much about his uh, previous history in the sport uh, I don't know a whole deal about him, actually. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah I do, I obviously, a legend in the sport, but I don't know any, like, details, really, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's got something to do with that four-minute barrier somewhere near there. I don't, I don't know at this point in time. But I saw a mix of um, nationalities there, too, I think. Yeah, I think oh, I think Sam Tanner got second. He's from New Zealand. He's very good. I think he got sixth or seventh at the, at the Com Games. Yeah. Then uh, a junior from Ethiopia was in the race as well. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. I think his name was Zakili. Our last name was Zakili. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, he he's run like thirteen twenty or something in the five k. So, yeah, he's a pretty sharp runner. Yeah. So, mate. Uh, yeah, a few things going on. What what's what's up in the next month or so? Uh, in the next month. So well, next week I have national three k in Sydney um on the saturday night i think 
and then after that i don't really have anything until nationals up in brisbane which should be good probably gonna do unconfirmed at this point but probably gonna do both 15 and 5 um i really want to do the five there but i just can't miss out on that 15 um with all these good guys in australia running it so gotta just yeah. be in it yeah Put absolutely to like get a medal or or run a good time yeah yeah now um drew you're uh you're 21 this year or 20 yeah 21 in like two weeks yeah right so let's get to a bit of a background around you as to how you grew up you know where you were born primary school high school running and how that's resulted to you being here uh today and we'll go through the running times to set the scene for the running we've had a bit of a taste for it already breaking four minutes for the mile is a is a very amazing feat as we talk now but um yeah just run us through from you know where you were born and that upbringing through uh, the schooling systems um so i was i was born in brisbane but i was like grew up my whole life in ipswich went to primary school and high school here um and primary school i just went to my local school around the corner carolee state school and um i didn't really do like running in primary school i played soccer and other sports but i played soccer for like 10 years or something like that uh, i really love that and didn't i was like always a fit kid on the pitch could follow the ball around a bit but i wasn't like any good um and then i think around high school there's a heap more sports you can do so i, I did like volleyball basketball um and then i started running and mainly because just my mates did it um and i wanted to just hang out with them after school and go to cross-country training or athletics or whatever it may be um and then i found like a local group out in ipswich at limestone park and uh yeah sort of just sticked with them for ages i still run with them all the time now i ran with them this morning so uh the nancy crew they're called out in ipswich and yes yeah yeah probably around about year 10 so i think 15 16 years old i um sort of developed into like i'm starting to get to like i was getting to that like national stage um athletes at a level like i was going to nationals and i, I think my first nationals for cross country i was something like fifth last or something like i only just made the queensland team went to nationals and came like five from the back down in on a cold day in hobart or launceston somewhere in tassie um and then the following year i came second so i just trained <laughs> like there was no tomorrow every day really didn't have i don't think i had a day off in like three years at that point i was running like nearly 20k a day wow. just jogging which yeah. school were you at again for high school i went to st edmund's college ipswich yeah that's right yeah so what what do you put that down to you mentioned nancy but what were you actually doing in that time that may have resulted in you improving so much from within a space of 12 months um i would just put it down to like consistency and yeah um like good guidance from the whole group um no one there's particularly come from like an elite sport background but everyone's you know spent time in sport with their kids or with themselves being like athletes at one stage so like everyone sort of had good input for me and i was it was a really healthy like group to um to enter the world of running through um so yeah i'd say just consistent training and i really enjoyed it like i still enjoy it now but like I found a sport that I really, really enjoy and I have friends that really enjoy it too. So it's just like every run was just like the best. I just love running. Yeah, we'll come back to the Nancy crew. Before we get uh, there, just tell us a bit about you and we'll go through your running times as well. So 
You mentioned where you were living. Um, who are you training with exactly right now? And do you have a coach? Yeah, my coach is uh, Colas Birmingham. Down, yes. I yep. coach through um, MTC, Melbourne Track Club. Um, I was actually just down there for just under a month um, for a few races. I did a uh, beachside gift. Uh, it's a two mile on the grass handicapped where I got third. And then I got, I did Adelaide and then I did the John Landy mile. Um, and while I was down there, I was training with MTC. Um, but usually when I'm up in Brisbane, I train with Callum Davies and Jack Bruce um, and Liam Budin, who comes along every now and again. I think he's, he's officially in the group now, um, <laughs> which is re it's really good because he's quite good good runner. Um, so it's good having like all these guys um, just at that level that I'm at and training with them is just so good. And everyone's able to share reps. So I'm not the best at like, pacing reps or anything but the boys they keep me in check so yeah it's good yeah and particularly in brisbane there's been a few down at the gold coast in the last handful of years with the gold coast ronco yeah. forming a good group but it's great to see at a similar level too and pushing yourselves uh fairly equally and uh what about you mate you mentioned a two-year anniversary tomorrow uh with your partner yeah. so what's the go there uh yeah i met i got a girlfriend two years ago and <laughs> It's been good. She doesn't know much about running, um, but she she gets around it. She like supports the best of her ability. Uh, she came down to Sydney to watch nationals last uh, yeah last year, which was good. Um, yeah, it's been good going to going to dinner and uh, sorry lunch tomorrow, and then going to watch the Dolphins get flogged by the Sydney Roosters. <laughs> yeah, first year NRL. Uh, so what if she was to enjoy any part of the running that you do or anything out of it, what does she enjoy the most? Um, she probably just likes oh, she always says that like she just can't believe how fast like that everyone can run. Because <laughs> she just um uh, runs so she'll see like the live stream or whatever whatever race it is and like just see oh for example, like Ollie in the landy mile, like how he's just moving so quick and he just looks so like it's so easy. And it's like, and she also like can now recognize runners. Um, you know, she saw Ollie at the Com Games on TV, and now she saw him in the race. So, seeing guys, or like just she's starting to get a little bit of knowledge of the sport. So it's pretty cool to see, actually. Yeah, and mate, are you living at the at the folks' place still? Are you renting uh, with her at all? How's that situation at the moment? Uh, I'm still living at home with mum and dad. Uh, I'd like to move out. I definitely think. Financially, I'm pretty close to being able to move out. But the the problem is, it's like if I go over to Europe for um like two months, whatever I did, because I did that last year. So if I go over to Europe, Europe for like two, three months on a training camp and racing, it's just hard to be able to pay rent while I'm over there to a place that I'm not staying in. So it's just like those sort of troubles. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's... Yeah, um, I'd say I'd probably move out pretty soon, maybe in the next year or two. Uh, yeah, I'd be pretty keen to do that, move into Brisbane, because I train in there um, Monday, oh, sorry, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay, yeah, and with that, with that in mind, are you, are you studying then and working at the moment? Yeah, I'm studying at uh, University of Southern Queensland. Uh, I'm studying sports and exercise science, um, just part-time, just because I'm, you know, pretty busy. Um, and I also work at, in retail at Rebel Sport out in Ipswich as well. Yeah, okay. In the uh, in the industry, pretty similar in to Callum industry. Davies, and he's he's doing some kind of science sports degree, isn't he? Yeah, he did the same degree, I, if I'm not mistaken, and he's 
doing his PhD now. He's just started uh, maybe a month ago, I think, which is he's pretty keen on. I think he's like it's pretty interesting what he's talking about. He's, uh, I think he's trying to go into like studying fatigue on the lower leg or like calf area, which is sounds pretty interesting. Right in the uh, in the sort of the right genre for him, being a runner. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And what about yourself, mate? Have you learned anything through your studies that have applied to the running world? Uh, yeah, I learned some stuff through like the psychology of it. Um, and because that was something I maybe, I wouldn't say I struggled with, but it was just a big step when you when I went from under 20s to opens. Like it was just a whole nother, and, and especially because right at the end of under 20s, like a few months before I officially hit opens, I got injured. So that transition was just made a lot. It was just harder, like, so like getting her over those sort of mental obstacles like i'd never been injured before as well um and sort of getting around something that i've never faced while now i'm in this huge pool of fish where everyone's running so quick and now i'm even more below them because i've been injured sort of getting through a phase like that was pretty difficult for me but now i'm like fitter than ever and i've also had like little problems along the way that i was able to just fly through so yeah yeah, great. I'd we'll say get the to... side of it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You might get to some of those soon. Let's get to these running times, hey? So from the top, now these are all within the earliest was 2019, but from the top, 800, 150, 72, 1,000. That's a 2019 PB, 230, 5.3. And uh, you probably beat that these days. 1,500, 341.11. One mile, 356.87, which we mentioned earlier. The 3,747 uh, last year, 5,000 last year again, uh, a month prior, 1345 at uh, the SA Athletic Stadium, 10K, 2949 at Cusack two years ago, the 5K on the road, uh, Noosa, that must be the Noosa Bolt. Yep. And 10K at Bernie, 3016. So how, how do those sound to you now? Dude, there are there are a few there you think you could beat at the moment Definitely. that you're just not simply pretty training towards? <laughs> pretty much all of them need to go. Um I just know I'm just a lot fitter than a lot of my PBs. I haven't really had a breakthrough, I don't think, in the fifteen hundred or mild sort of distance yet. Uh like I have, I feel like I have for the five K a little bit, because like I absolutely busted my gut for thirteen forty five last year and then really just did like um maybe like a 600 meter race for 1348 this year. Like it was felt so much better than last year. So I just know I'm like 10, 15 seconds quicker now. I just need to be in the right race and be at the right sort of health for it. Um, so definitely the 5K, I can go a lot quicker and I definitely want to break 340 this year. I think it's been a while, like a long time coming for me. So in the 15 that is, yeah. Yeah, they're quite a different distance, though, aren't they? The fifteen and five k. But where where do you see your strengths lie? Like one fifty eight hundred is certainly not slow. It does show you've got some speed there. Are you going to keep going at the fifteen hundred as you are yeah, being as a bit long younger as, can, as well? Yeah, yeah. As long as I, I really like the event, um, but I definitely see myself like not only like my body type and just the way I run being more of a five k guy eventually. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy the 15 and I really just like um, how good everyone is in it right now. It's such a competitive event, yeah. which is where I want to be. Um, yep. Even if I'm not winning them or like just, you know, getting towed up every week, if I'm just improving, I'm really happy with it. And it's just, I just love the event. Yeah. 
5k it just it can drag on a bit at these these times like the 3k is the perfect sweet spot for me and so it's my best event but unfortunately it's not like a, an olympic yeah. event yeah exactly yeah. i'm sure a lot of people probably struggle with that same problem yeah there's a few like that um how many guys do you think are under 340 at the moment if we ran a 1500 let's say tomorrow everyone's tapered they're ready to go how many would break 340 in the country do you think if everyone was fit and and, like, and of course the overseas guys you know like ollie and kai robinson and those guys yeah. how if, many would yeah. there be 20 if there was a like full australian field everyone's really fit it's a great like great conditions um i'd say you'd have the whole you have the whole field like a 15 under there at least i think yeah. like yeah i reckon pretty close maybe 10 10 to 15 if you get all those australian guys in america as well yeah i'd say so yeah the stack stack sort of high 330s too hey mm, yeah there, there are there are there's some there's obviously a really quick ones like stewie and ollie down there that way but then i think you got like even guys in college like Adam Spencer, Kai Robinson, who definitely break 340. Um, they run like 350, like mid 350s for the mile. So they definitely break 340. Then you got yeah, heaps of guys. Yeah. You got guys who are pretty close to it as well. Like, and given if you give them the opportunity, they can probably take a 343 to a 339 if they oh, just yeah. have a big run. I don't think so, Kai yeah. Robinson's done a 1500 recently either. It, obviously, over in America mile. doing miles. He did a mile in like. 354 yeah which is crazy because he can do a mile on 354 and he can also run like 27 40 something for 10k so yeah and his 3k is what seven a high 730 something now and did 740 or seven high seven yeah around about around about that level so yeah he's a pretty impressive runner <laughs> we need to organize this race get get them all together yeah <laughs> Uh, so ten, the 10,000 there too, like, do you think longer term that 10 K sitting there at 29, 49 and 30, 16 on the road will come down with, with older age and maybe, you know, you've always run a fair distance, I think in training, but just over time, that consistency building perhaps to work on that and even the half marathon. Yeah, definitely. And I'd really love to one day, like, I definitely want to get the track stuff out of the way, but I really love to one day go to the road and compete at a high level on the road. So yeah, that being said, the 10K is definitely going to be something I have my eyes on. Maybe after the, like that 15, 5K sort of progression sort of slows down. Um, but I think I have a bit of time to to work on those events first and make sure I get some good times in before I move on uh, yeah. to the next. Yeah. But so, for someone like you, Jude, it, I've noticed in the last few years, like you just alluded to, you haven't done many fun runs. Let's say a bridge to Brisbane, for example. Are those runs simply... They just don't fit into the way that you train. Um, I've always wanted to do more. Um, I've done like I do the Ipswich ones, like the park to park. I've never done like Bridge to Brisbane or anything. I just think I haven't like, like I've forgotten to register or something. I have, I have no problem with them. I'd love to do them. I just I I couldn't give you a reason why I haven't done them. We've I seen Jack Bruce there a lot. Yeah, he loves Cal, it. Actually, Cal <laughs> Davies loves a five k too. He does love that five k little paycheck. <laughs> yeah no I'll, we'll see how you go what, what's coming up like you know the gold coast um gold coast 10k 5k is that something that and, uh yeah if i'm not overseas so if i don't end up going overseas i'll that would definitely be something i do because i did it in 2019 and it was probably my favorite race i've ever done like 
at the time like it was just I love that event so much and I think anyone should just jump in like the 10k or the half or everyone should just do it because it's just so fun oh it's yeah it's fantastic which one did you do the the 10 10 or 5 at Goldie I did the 10k in I was in year 12 in 2019 oh might have been yeah might have been 2018 I think it was 2019 but um I did like 30 50 or something for like 10th or 12th place yeah 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 okay hey let's get back to um you were talking about nancy earlier when we mentioned your running story so to speak and how that kind of came into your life around that age of year 10 15 and improvement sort of you saw that quite evidentially across 11 and 12 but how did that look after school and what sort of progressions took place there as you you started to leave uh st edmunds well the year i finished school 2019 was quickly followed up by 2020 which we all know was like just everything was shut down True, so yes good point already a lot of people that are high school runners after high school they kind of give away the sport they don't do it as much but if you add like a pandemic into it where there's no races even more people quit so i think like in 2021 when i ran nationals again for the first time since 2019 the crowd was just different. Like it was different, a lot of guys. Um, and you could see the guys who stuck around and the guys who trained through the whole like year without racing. So um, 2020, even though it was like a, not a great year for a lot of people, and I wouldn't say it was a good year for me. Um, I just think it was a very important year for like my training. I just ran a lot of, run- I did a lot of running. I think I did pretty good quality stuff for just 12 months. And I enjoyed a lot of it because it was just, really quiet on the roads you know just really nice scenery going on runs through the bush it's just yeah it was just really nice running so was that did that impact your decision to potentially go overseas say to america that was probably the nail in the coffin yeah yeah i was already leaning to not going i had a few offers um but i was probably just i i had the idea in my head it's like and this isn't a perfect philosophy but if all things go well it is um you go to america for four four years five years um and you you travel america you race in america you do all these high level meets like really high level meets and you can run really well or you stay in australia for like two years three years don't do anything just train run domestically and then you can potentially go to europe make money travel europe and do it so that was my philosophy of trying to make it to the next level yeah so what sort of carries were you running at the back end of high school versus out and and those who have anything to do with Nancy or Clay Dawson know that there's a lot of guys, as you mentioned very briefly before, who who do well have done running for a long time, tend to run a lot of Ks. Uh, and also I've noticed fairly slowly too. So yeah. how does that look kind of year twelve to to out of school, the training week and the Ks and and the environment out there at Ipswich, a bit different to to the Brisbane areas? Yeah. Um it looked like I was running, I don't know what I averaged for the year. I think I averaged like 150 a week. It was a lot of running, but like I had a lot of time. Hang on, this so, year 12? No, uh, year, no year, like year 2020. Like yeah, tw- yeah. You're, you're out of school. Year 12, yeah. I think I probably averaged like 130 or something, yeah, which was hard. Yeah. Like the hardest, like running during school is so hard because I had to catch the bus from 7 a.m and i get home at 4 30 at the bus stop so i had to do all my running on either side of that 
so and i tried to do 130 140k a week on either side of that so pretty much every morning was 5 a.m start run for an hour come back get changed like shower whatever eat go to school get home it'd be like knock out an hour of homework if i could and then start running so yeah it was yeah it was it was pretty hard but in 2020 it was a lot better like for running it was just wake up i still get i still start like every day at pretty much 5 a.m uh, through that year and still to now um just waking up early running as far as i really wanted to at the time until i got tired really and just go home and rest all day and put in the arbor and like it was pretty like simple training i was just running until i was tired and then i stopped kind of like forrest gump yeah. <laughs> it's a fair way though for a high school 130k and you may or may not know i coach at churchy and a few athletes we have there of the high level will be under 100 say you know training for 8 and 15 and 3k events so is that longer mileage completely been a pro for you have there been any cons that have resulted from that another guy in that situation was matt hansen we had on the podcast a few weeks ago talking about how he potentially ran too much as a kid yeah um i think i ran a lot and i know i ran probably too much for my age but if you actually like go back and look at it, I was running like five thirties, like five, five thirties. Okay. There's not a lot of impact yeah. jogging and like, and a lot of guys, I see a lot of young guys like Matt Hansen, for example, uh, I don't really know how much about his easy running or anything, but like you see a lot of guys just smacking like four tens, like their long run or something. I've like never done a long run faster than like four thirties in my life. So and I've run quite quick on the track for like a 5k, for example, I've never needed to do a long run that quick. So, and it's not transparent for everyone, but, or like, like it's not the same for everyone, but yeah, I've always just run slow. Um, mainly just because like, honestly, it all started just because I'm starting at 5am and like your body's just not wanting to run at 5am, especially in winter, it's really cold. So like getting up running, you just start slow and you just warm into it. And by the time you finish the run, you might be going four thirties, but the average for the run will be like over five or five minutes. Yeah. So has, has that come think, from one of the guys at Nancy or, or Clay Dawson, the, the notion of running a lot, but running slow? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like sort of maybe the philosophy of the group. Maybe it also comforts the group a little bit for why we're not running too quick. But um, yeah, I think having low impact jogging and doing a lot of like like hours of aerobic jogging like that a week can just like eventually roll into something bigger and it all will come through for you but like that's not backed by anything that's just the way i've seen it and the way i think it works but um yeah everyone's different so um but yeah i, th I think pretty much everyone in the group does that so if we tie this into your running week specifically you know they talk about the 80 20 rule you know 80 80 percent easy jogging versus 20 percent hard as a generic rule that's out there are you are you close to that do you think or even closer to 90 these to 10 percent uh yeah these days i'm much closer to that than i was um so i would be doing back in the day i'd be doing like 150k a week and maybe like 20k of reps or less like not even like probably 15k of reps um, but now I'm doing more like, I don't know the percentage, but I'd probably do like each session, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, all about eight or nine K and I'll do 110 for the week. And so, that's, that's specifically of the hard effort, eight or nine K? 
with the warm up yeah. and cool down additionally yeah oh uh, no no well, not including warm up and cool down yeah. so the sessions might be around 8k long. yeah 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 so you're looking at about 20 to 25k of hard effort yeah i'd say roughly that amongst yeah. 150 yeah. what was that amongst 150 total no, but these we... days I'm doing a lot less. Like that, like in my earlier days, I was doing heaps of aerobic running. But since oh, joining, yeah, yeah, um, it's changed. It's changed. Yeah. So the session length has probably doubled, but the total Ks a week has probably come down by like thirty. Yeah, 40. yeah, getcha. Yeah, yeah. So Monday to Sunday, just talk us through what that looks like. Where where those jogging runs fit in the, the three sessions as well. They Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday with the long run Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Monday will typically be, for the most part, it's usually just one run, mainly because I work most Mondays until 5.30. So I just like knock off by the time I get home at six o'clock and I just don't want to run. So I just run like maybe 14, 15K of a Monday morning um, with my mate out in Carolee. So uh, yeah, Tuesday, um, Tuesday is a big day. I always can't wait to Wednesday because yeah, Tuesday is always really hard so i warm up into a session on the track these days on the track um and after that warm down and then straight into the gym where i'll do my first gym session of the week usually takes me about 45 minutes plenty of tuesdays mainly lower leg strength and core um and yeah that, that's about it for that one and then i and usually sorry run... who, are you, who are you generally with on a tuesday morning on those faster sessions on a Tuesday morning, uh, Callum, Jack Bruce, and Liam Boone. Yeah, and then yeah. some other guys come. Yeah, same guys as we mentioned before. Yeah. Ryan's there sometimes as yeah. well. Um, when, uh, Tuesday Arvo, I try and go out for 30 minutes. But if I'm a bit tired because I've done a session in gym work, I sometimes just don't. But I, I try and most weeks get out Tuesday Arvo. Um, Wednesday, um, I do about 75 minutes of jogging. Uh, it's usually a pretty hilly run. I do like the same run pretty much every Wednesday. It's it's pretty hilly, but um, try and get a run in Wednesday Arvo and then Thursday morning's the threshold run. So I usually do 8K threshold at around three tens, um, which is good because those guys do it as well around the same pace. Now, this is UQ, so, right? Out at UQ on the trail, yeah. Yeah, so both Tuesday and Thursday UQ and the jog jogging is down at uh, Switch. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So Tuesday is at QSAC for the time being because UQ is getting ripped up. That's right. Um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be heading yes. back to uh, UQ, I think. Yeah. Once once it's ready to go, it shouldn't be too much. Shouldn't be too much longer. Oh, how good! Yeah. So Thursday, Arvo, I usually take off because I usually work Thursday night. Um, Friday, I'll do around half an hour or sometimes up to like ten k, um, and then I'll go to the gym again, and then. That will be, that's usually my, that's by far my easiest day, Friday. Um, and every other week, if I'm a bit tired, I'll take Friday off running and just do gym. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, Hills, I do that by myself, um, mainly just because um, I, I like starting earlier so I can get the park run in as the warm down. So I'll do, I'll start at like six o'clock or just before six. And I usually do them in Ripley's or South Ripley, which is just below Ipswich, like near on the way to Springfield. Um, I usually just smack some hills up out there. Um, usually it's just like some one minute hill reps or some 800 meter hill reps, something longer or 
awesome threshold in there as well but that's always a pretty I always seem to be pretty happy with my Saturday session I think I'm a pretty good hill runner so um I usually come out of that one feeling pretty good and then Saturday Arvo I usually take off and then Sunday morning long run out in Ipswich so how many uh what's the elevation do you think for the week do you, do you track that at all I, I just don't I know, often trust Strava. the Stra- Strava elevation can fluctuate a fair bit even yeah, on a track yeah. like you run on a track and it's telling you 100 meters elevation <laughs> Uh, most like on a Wednesday run, 75 minutes through Carolee is usually like, it'd be over, it'd be over 200. I think maybe like 250 or something like that. And it's usually just because we start over these massive hills for the first 2k and then the last 2k straight back over them. Um, and then on a, on a Sunday, we'll usually have around 250 to 300 or 350, depending on the run, um, over a half marathon, like 21. So is there a certain like ratio, like, you know, every 5k you're, you're aiming for a certain elevation at all, or that you would deem to be a hilly run? If, if I'm running a 20k out on the north side of Brisbane to find hills, you've got to go out pretty whoop whoop, but in, in local areas, you know, around 200k, uh, 200 meters it would be deemed reasonably hilly for 20k. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty hilly, um, just the area, but I, I run on it for years and years, so I don't actually mind it. Um, the first, if I run from my house, the first like th- nearly 3k is just straight uphill as or up, <laughs> upward trend so if i'm doing like 15k the first 3k is always just straight up on the way out so and that's been like that for years and years so yeah i don't i don't really mind the hills these days I actually i actually enjoy running over them if we take away the hills and the gym work for you how, how would that make you feel like where would it affect your running do you think if you were just running flat with no gym work um i don't really know i think i don't think i'd be as strong maybe in the later later stages of races um i think no i think i've done like quite a lot of hill running in my life so i think for the before i started gym that's kind of what i'd tell myself that this is my gym work running stupid hills because i used to do trail runs with one of my friends through like Lake Manchester quite regularly and you'd come back after like 20k with like 800 meters elevation or 600 700 meters elevation just like shocking stuff so is that on the uh, is that on the west side of the lake where do you actually run around there um there's a there's quite a lot of spots it is on like the west side of the lake um that's kind of where you like you enter is on that west side near the dam but um we'd run through there but and like there's also areas just near there, like through Colo and Mount Crosby that are just like ridiculous. Like if I was born, if we, if we lived there, I probably wouldn't be a runner because I just couldn't run there every day. Like it's just crazy. And there are people that live there and run every day. So I don't know how they do it. Hey, mate, Um, let's talk about Puma, hey, because they came on board with you. I think in the last few years. So just tell us about when that was and how that came about and, and what they are offering you these days. Um, so in 2021 is when I was approached after nationals, like I was warming down after like the 5k, I think. And um, my, I didn't like at the time I didn't, I didn't know MTC or any of those guys, but um, Nick Bideau, who's now my manager um said like puma are looking to like sign some young 
Australians or some some Australians and they were starting like a more of a middle distance culture um and they were looking to sign some young guys and I had really like I thought about it a little bit because I wasn't sure if I wanted to like commit to something this big but I'm really glad I did because like the expenses of running is you know it like when I want to be able to travel around Australia and stuff like that it, it gets a lot like it's a lot um so they yeah they, they help out with stuff like gear and and all that sort of stuff and some travel money um which is really helpful for me because like I was working quite a lot at one stage just so I could like you know get I just wanted to buy more shoes and stuff like that but uh yeah it was it's it's they're really helpful um yeah it's pretty rare like to be in Australia to get you know a brand like that behind you often it's the ones over in America so like there mustn't have been yeah. too many in the last well, yeah, 10 just, 15 years Ryan Gregson no. was was a part of Puma before or after you wasn't he uh like before around the same time so I was told like before that all happened that they were making the switch from Nike to Puma um and like they were and some of the other athletes at the time like who they had gotten on board so far so um I made like that was pretty enticing to see like guys like Ryan Gregson um were going for it so yeah um but I just remember being very very surprised because I didn't think I was like I knew I'd like run well. I think I'd won the nationals that year for like the 5k, but I wasn't like, I didn't think I was, I was ready to just wake up and go for my long run the next day and just continue as normal, just see how I'd go. And then, yeah, a brand approached me. So that was pretty huge. Do they think, do you think they see something in a, like a, a young guy with potential perhaps given the nature of the fact you were of course a, a reasonable runner, but um, not right at the top. Yeah, I think, it's an investment. Um, I think they're not going to be, they're not necessarily like wasting or throwing anything away on me. Um, if I don't work out because, you know, they're a huge company and like, you know, some shoes, they're just, you know, it's a good way to help a young runner out regardless of how, how it goes in the end. But I think it's an investment and honestly, I'm, I really hope it works out, um, for both parties. Cause yeah, I really enjoy running their stuff. It's probably, yeah, I really, I really like it. That's what I was going to ask you. So uh, the things you run in that are Puma, um, yeah, what do you wear? And particularly around footwear, I guess people would probably want to hear about what they offer. We haven't heard much about Puma compared to, say, Nike and even Sacconi or another brand that are building in a few, amongst many others. Uh, so how, how do the Puma shoes fare or any Puma gear that you wear? Um, well, my, the standout one for me would be definitely their spikes because they're the ones I race in the most. Um because I had before with Puma, I wore um, a pair of Dragonflies for a few races. But before that, I had these really old spikes that I got off eBay and they were just not cutting it. Um, so Because they were like 10 years old when I bought them. They were like five, six. Oh, I think they were made in like 2010 and I was racing in them in like 2018, 2019. So they were pretty old. And like to see how far the technology's come these days, it's pretty, pretty cool. I like to sometimes think like, guys like Mottram and my coach Collis, what they would run if they had the super shoes these days and they were running, you know, like low 13 or under 13 minutes for 5k back in their day. So imagine what they could do now, but yeah, definitely the spike would be my favorite um, of the products. Like it's just unreal. I actually, I got one right here. Yes. One we want to show some video online. Oh, yeah, how's these, the color? Yeah, they, got a, they got a plate in them. Um, yeah. This one's missing a, 
spikes so i need to find a new one for them <laughs> yeah they're, they're the spikes um that was handy having them right there but um yeah they're my favorite running i uh, like shoe to wear like for the races obviously on the track um and then mostly throughout the week um for the training sessions on tuesday i'll wear the deviate elite so it's essentially their elite running shoe for the road i'd say like 5k 10k um and then on thursday i wear like just the deviate twos so they're it's like a higher end sort of jogger it wouldn't, wouldn't be like jogger but it's like something you can run pretty quick and like a racing flat sort of style thing yeah. um and then pretty much every other run is just like standard joggers that i wear yeah no plate anything yeah now have they asked you to do any kind of uh media or ads videos no, photos no. anything on yeah, tv i've got a head for radio so maybe not <laughs> um yeah so maybe with this haircut i'm not gonna get a, a look in soon but hopefully if i keep running well maybe that'd be awesome i'd love to do that oh it's fun interesting when the running brands post you know any kind of media with non-runners uh that may uh, like you alluded to, be attractive in some kind of way, but aren't actually runners. It's good to see the runners yeah. out there. Stewie well, McSwain's like, definitely made a few in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, if I, like from any one of my races, if I put put like photos up on Instagram or whatever it is, um, they they have like rights to them and stuff like that. So they they can post them, which would be cool. I haven't featured. I, I featured uh, like in a st- Instagram story, I think like a while back i don't remember what it was for but yeah i i think i did like get reshared or something that was cool (laughs) yeah great hey before we get to listener questions and there's a fair few which have actually taken my personal questions out for today uh with the amount of them let's talk to your goals we mentioned the next uh few weeks and months but yeah what about the next six months to, to a year or two years what do you what are your plans there starting from yeah the next few months like we spoke about um domestic season's plans for this year is to run as well as i can like i want to win races um and i want to run fast i think that goes for a lot of people but like when you make that little break into under from under 20s into opens you just all all you're worried about is like making finals and running you know now trying to get to that next level of times but I think I'm I'm getting closer to that, so now I want to be at the front of the the races and and be uh, like a contender for the race. Because like for example, the the John Landy Mile, I didn't like I'm happy with my run, but like I wasn't in the race. I, I came six, which is I'm um, like it was a good it was a good run. Like it was it was three fifty six is a good time, but like I was never gonna be like I was just not I was not in a position to win or obviously get get on the podium, so. Like it's things like that I need to change. So it's things like just experience, really getting getting better, getting a bit race smarter, um, developing like tactics and stuff like that. That's what the goal would be this domestic season um, to get up the front and get things right. Um, but then moving forward over the next couple of years, I guess um, I want to be eventually as soon as I can wearing the green and gold. Um, whether it be at like whatever championships, that's just the ultimate goal, I think, for an athlete to represent their country um, at the highest stage. So that that would be the that'd be the goal or career goal for me. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking, uh, say, even a year away. So we've gone through the the summer season. 
for athletics in Australia, and we look at your 1,500-meter time, it's sitting at 34111. Is that correct right now as your PB? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Where, where are you hopeful that that can be within a year, that time, firstly? Yeah. Um, hopefully... Like I need to get in the right races and stuff like that, but it, say I do, um, I think I can run under 337. I think I can run high 336 or low 337 ballpark. Um, 5K, I'd like to, if, like these are all hypotheticals if I get in a good race and it's the pace is on and that sort of thing. Hypotheticals, I'd like to break 1330. Um, and then I don't really have as many goals for the other distances because they're the main two for me. But like a 3K, for example, if I get in a quick one of those, um, run like a low 740 would be pretty good. Yeah. So that 13.45 right now uh, in Australia, that where would that have you positioned or ranked? Somewhere between what, over 20, I would say, or? The time? Um, yeah, 13.45. Uh, I'm 20? not sure, to be honest. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I haven't looked like looked it up or anything. Um but yeah, it's uh, right now of current runners in Australia, I'd say I'd be in like maybe the top, oh, like runners in Australia, maybe the yeah, top. Yeah, that's like, the hard thing when we compare it to those overseas. What's that? Sorry. Yeah, you've got obviously like Kai Robinson is running like <laughs> probably our fastest 5K guy right now, or is going to be. Um, uh, and like you got other guys like Jackson Sharp who are over at like Wisconsin who can yeah. just smack a 5K. So it's, yeah, you never really know what you place because there's always like another kid somewhere running good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, definitely sounds realistic. So along with uh, that experience, anything training-wise you are purposefully going to work towards or change in preparation for the next year? Um, I think the biggest two things for me would be consistency in training and staying healthy. Um, I've had like problems with, like my feet are uh, like having like plantar problems and stuff like that over the last like year. And I like see physio every two weeks now. So, yeah, I'm getting treatment and stuff all the time. So I think I'm becoming more of an athlete and I think developing that sort of side where I can have confidence in my like physical fitness and also like confidence in the training that I've done. And not, I'm not afraid to get hurt if I like push in training and stuff like that like those things are really important in order to make it to the next level, like being able to um, just keep at it for years and not, and be healthy. Like that's what the ultimate goal is really to just stay healthy. Um, Cause when, when your life is running and that gets taken away from you from injury, it's just the worst thing. Like it's yeah, just yeah, the worst. Or, or illness. Yeah. 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 It's just the worst. So if I can not experience that again, that'd be great. Yeah, I like that. I think um, it's often missed the the factor of consistency and, and runners are often looking for something very specific they need to change, whether it be um, a session change or footwear or nutrition. Yeah. It's just back-to-back, -back, right, um, for years to get to where you want to get to. That's great. Hey, listener questions, mate. We've got a few here. Keen to go? Yeah. yeah. Okay, some, actually most of these are a joke, but they'll be a bit of a laugh um first one's jared McAuliffe. yeah is okay. it true having a bundaberg ginger beer before your race is the key to success uh i would say true yes um they fact, are often fact or fiction fact is it 
Really? Uh, yes. <laughs> How often do you do that? Oh, I have. I don't think I've ever done it. I just. I have them up. They're good for recovery after the race, post race, <laughs> not before race. I don't. I don't think I've had them. Up. Oh, no. I think I did. I because I stayed with Jared in Melbourne for a little bit. He's a great guy. He runs the eight hundred. Um, and I, I think I knocked one down at like the airport. Um to adelaide or something like that or the day of the race in adelaide i just had one like for morning tea with a with some subway or something like that <laughs> just like what are you doing and i just I wanted it. yeah i didn't finish it though couldn't knock the whole thing down you know before the race <laughs> hey the next one's gus gannon he's he's on the the show i think in two weeks from memory so i'll i'll definitely read his out uh yeah. Mate, do the Crocs go in sports mode for strides is his question. That is a callback to Nationals one year. Um, they told us we couldn't bring um, shoes or something into the call room. You have to go in with your, like your, either just your, holding your spikes um, and like the socks or no socks or whatever you're wearing with the spikes. And I walked in with my spikes and I saw my Crocs on and they didn't, they were fine with it for some reason. So, and they kept us in the call room for like 20 minutes. It was delayed or something. And I did a stride because no one else could do strides on the concrete. I just did, I put my, my Crocs on and I did a stride <laughs> up the, on the concrete and everyone else had to just stand there. So I think it gave me the advantage. So I'm going to say yes. Put him in sports uh, mode. It's hilarious. Okay. Clay Dawson's in the list. We got to read his out, right? Yeah, uh, it's it's a multifaceted question. There's two two questions in one here. How do you remain humble, dude? But also, how many peacocks? And I don't know what that means. I know what it means. How many peacocks? What? Um, that's all he's got here: a peacock emoji and a winky face. Oh, okay. So, oh, I get it now. Um, so question A. Um, I just I don't I don't really know. I feel like. I don't, oh, it sounds not humble when you talk about it, but like <laughs> I, I get along with like everyone really. Like, it don't, you don't, I run with everyone. Anyone who wants to go for a run, I'll, I just go for a run with them. I'm not like, because I find a lot of the guys in like the elite world that they like just don't go for a jog with like guys who don't run or as regularly. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's always good to chuck a park run in there. It can help you know, humble you a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and, then, and break you know, the Aussie record. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just, just enjoying the sport. I think for it's, for it's like grassroots level. Um, like I went to watch little A's the other week, like going, just going to that sort of stuff. It sort of, I think humbles you a bit watching other kids like get into the sport and, you know, that sort of thing. So I think just enjoying the sport um, for what it is, it's just running like just go for a run <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh pretty simple but i guess the ability to run slowly is um is a humble one in itself to to yeah, I know, guess display so, yeah. on apps like strava and things like that or people ask you about how fast you're running in a jog and that shouldn't matter you're uh, confidently yeah. and willingly able to say that it, it can be over a five minute pace or whatever it may be every every time it is <laughs> And like I don't, I don't even look at my watch like once really while I'm running, so I just get to the end, and press, you know, finish run or whatever, and put it up on Strava. I don't even like doesn't cross my mind once. It's not until someone like brings it up that I like realize. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just 
yeah, not caring about what other people think, I guess, helps as well. You just tell them you'll see them at Park Run and show them how fast you can run. <laughs> hey, mate, do you know C Toro twenty three off Instagram? Yeah, Chris, Chris okay, is his name. Yeah, good because it's a very random question which goes along the lines of this: favorite thing you've built with Lego? Uh, I've got it right next to me. Do you want me to grab it? Yeah, let's get some visuals. All right, <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> is that Lego? Yeah. That's Lego Yoda. And that's built that's from your bare hands, dude. Yeah, I created it. <laughs> I've got a whole display. I got so much more to build. Um, so yeah, I like my Star Wars Lego. I did actually miss um asking you what your hobbies were. So Lego building is one of your hobbies. Don't mind a bit of Lego. Um playing some video games and running. <laughs> Backup plan if the running goes astray into yeah, the Lego world, engineering of yeah, Lego. Hopefully, if I can make some money from running, it can fund my gaming career. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, good luck, mate. And thanks for your, your time today. We've almost hit the hour mark. And um, yeah, 21 this year. For me, 21 was a while ago. You've still got so much time ahead of you, particularly yeah. in the, um, you talk about the 1500 and 5K, but surely that 10K and half, and maybe, maybe the marathon down the way. And, and I'm sure someone like Clay Dawson would love to see you, you one day in a marathon. That's probably his favorite event too. Mm, yeah, well, Brisbane Games in 2032, I think. I'll be 30, so <laughs> maybe I'll be doing. Yeah, I'll so, be halfway through my 40s. Yeah, it's a, it's a long time away. I'll see you there in the stands, dude. But uh, for now, yeah, thanks for your time. There'll be yeah a number of people that will resonate with you in some way from the Brisbane, Ipswich areas, Australia, and even some overseas. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Have a great day. See you later. If you enjoyed listening to this episode or the local legend in running podcast in general, please jump on Spotify, give it a rating. I'd much appreciate it. Thank you.